Amen. So, last rhythm here before lab. Rhythm before lab. Good job. So, practical application. I think Tim said that at the end. I was going to ask him to say it, but just step out by faith. And, and, and again, it's not some magic trick, not some game. This is for the glory of Jesus. And you're not a good Bible guy or gal if you don't recognize healing was such a key part of his ministry and then the book of Acts and uh, the saints' lives. Um, really quick, let me share one of these two words, give you about seven minutes of Bible and encouragement. Um, I want to talk about the Samuel, a Samuel process in hearing God. And so I love the story about Samuel spoken to me so much, but the prophet Samuel's story can encourage us about the process of hearing the Lord. We, we need this because the whole church is God's prophetic community on planet earth. That's why we spend a lot of time on it. It's because at our birthday in Acts 2, 17 and 18, to contextualize with good Bible why these people were all speaking in tongues, Joel 2 is spoken, which is, I'm going to pour out my spirit on all flesh in the last day. That's what this is. And then they will prophesy. And, you, and those that have been around us a while have seen us quote that a lot. It's just an important passage. It is. And I'm so sorry that the prophetic has been made dirty and messy and, and despised because of manipulation and unbelief and bad theology. But it is the hallmark mark of what the people of God are going to do. And it says it right there in my Bible. <laughs> and then you're going to get to Paul talking to the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians 14. He's pleading with them to prophesy, to long to prophesy, and even exalting it over the other gifts because it is vital and important. So prophesying means simply, and I could break down your Greek and do all that, but here it is, hearing and speaking the inspired words of God. This is our primary function on planet Earth. I mean, being worshipers, preachers make these big statements, and there's other stuff we do, okay? But this is a big deal. We worship, we're lovers, we're partners, all this kind of stuff, but we are a prophesying family, and that means that we're not waiting on Moses to go up on the mountain or Sam or Tim. Or we're, we're all hearers of inspired stuff and speakers of inspired words. Samuel's name, you may know, means heard of God. His mama, Hannah, who was barren and in intercession to the point of looking like she's drunk and Eli can't tell the difference. If you remember 1 Samuel 1, she's like, I'm not drunk, I'm just overwhelmed. And she's interceding with such depth of agony. And then she gets the promise and gets the baby and names him Samuel. And it's from, again, she did it because it sounded like the Hebrew word, God heard me, heard of God. And so that's the very essence of Samuel's life. It's in his name. So meditating the steps in Samuel's progression of hearing can increase our hearing. And so I want, I want to just say these four things to you, and I hope that they'll stick in you. You'll go study them. Read 1 Samuel 1 through 3 particularly. But number one, like Samuel, your destiny is to hear God. Not just the prophetic people in this room. Everybody's a pro everybody prophesies, okay? There is the grace gifting of prophesying. Some of you have been around. We taught on that among the seven grace gifts in Romans 12. There is the equipping office of being a prophet to the body of Christ, which equips the people of God in such a thing. But generally, that, that guy has his job, the prophet, not to be the only one that gives us a word. He equips the saints in their prophetic ministry. Everybody can prophesy. All sons and daughters, it's your destiny to hear God and speak for God. Now, you get kind of a float-around eagle guy like Matthew Penner, and he's hearing, hearing, hearing. He's a big antenna, okay? 
you get a service guy, like, I don't know, service, strong, uh, other giftings, but like Stuart or somebody, he can hear just as clear or hear with as much privilege as Matthew can. And so I apologize if some of you have been ripped off from your inheritance and the revelation that you're a hearer of God. Everyone in this room should know that he says, my sheep will hear my voice. Not certain sheep, all my sheep will hear my voice, okay? So it's your destiny, and if you're struggling with that, I encourage you to pray into it. I pray you to work with it, get Bible verses that I just mentioned, John 10, Acts 2, 17, 18. You gotta get yourself convinced that this is your destiny. It was Samuel's destiny. Heard of God, and so it is yours. Number two, like Samuel, you can struggle to discern the voice of the Lord. If you'll read in 1 Samuel chapter three, when he grows up, the first 10 verses, and I'm not gonna have these up here, I'm just gonna say this quick, you go home and study this, but the first 10 verses are Samuel is sleeping by the Ark of the Covenant. He's laying down by the Ark of the Covenant in the temple, and Eli's off in his own room, and the Lord appears and begins to speak to him. You remember this? Samuel, Samuel, he says, and then Samuel gets up from his place near the Ark of the Covenant where the Lord was speaking and goes to Eli and says, what do you want? This encounter happens three times. Three times, he'll go back and lay down. God, Yahweh, will show up and speak, and Samuel translates it as a voice behind him coming out from Eli. And what I think this is, and you ask the Holy Spirit, well, we've often had our ear tuned just to hear a certain voice in our life or in the world, and because of it, it's distracted us from being able to hear the voice of God. I don't know. I would love to know, did the tenor of Yahweh's voice sound like Eli's? Samuel had had Eli like a father. He tuned his ear to hear this priest's voice. So when God manifested, he couldn't tell the difference. And so I don't think it probably did sound like. It sounded like that in Eli's ear because Eli was trained at hearing something. You've all been listening You've all been listening all of your life, and your ear, I don't just mean natural, I mean at your heart level, has been trained to hear. And God, often we have a crisis around trying to hear or discern the voice of God. In fact, this happens when Jesus is in his ministry in the book of John. You remember, and he prays to the Father, and the Father speaks to him, and it says that he hears his Father, but those around him said, some said it thundered. So same sound different interpretation of what was going on around. So I guess I would ask you, how are you doing in interpreting the voice around you? I promise you, it's doing more than thundering around you. God is speaking to you. We're about to practice that here for just a couple minutes here at the end. It's your destiny to hear, and it's okay. Don't you feel shame about it? But there is a crisis often in how we do it, and we've got to go through the process of training our ear to discern when Yahweh is speaking to us. Number three, like Samuel Uh, we can struggle to speak what we've heard. The first word that Samuel gets is about the one that was a distraction to him in hearing the Lord in the first place. The Lord goes, I'm I'm gonna judge Eli's family. His sons are wicked, they're coming down. And it's just an intense word. Can you imagine? Eli is your papa in the spirit. You've been thinking when God talks, it's his, I mean, he's really into Eli. And the first word is, I'm gonna judge Eli's house. And so, That can be a challenge, and often we can hear things that are a challenge for us to speak even the gospel itself. 
we hear the gospel, it saves us, then you know the deal. You feel the weird intimidation around other people to speak it. That's a prophetic ministry, to speak the word of God and to speak the gospel. And so, but it could be other things. It could be hard words, challenging, just breaking through the social awkwardness, which is what we're going to train you here in a minute, just kind of breaking through that. Listen, there is a struggle that happens with stepping out in hearing the voice of God. And you're going to have to train yourself and be intentional. Eli, he's scared to do it. And Eli says, don't you stop. God forbid that you don't tell me what God said to you. And so he speaks it to his father figure that judgment's coming. And then that ensues. So time goes by. And just lastly, Eli, like Samuel, we must find our Shiloh for the perpetual hearing of the Lord. This is what I want to end, and I want to plea with you to find your Shiloh. He would go to Shiloh, the Ark of the Covenant was there, and he would hear the Lord, and it says, and the Lord revealed himself to Samuel at Shiloh by the word of the Lord. Not a fire in a bush, not a fire on a mountain, not a wind. He would reveal himself by the word of the Lord. I want to encourage you that you all have a Shiloh. You all have a Shiloh, and I think it's your Bible. I think your Bible should be your primary Shiloh. I think your, your Bible, the word of the Lord wants to speak to you. No one in here should say, God's not talking to me. Because you have the ever-living word of God speaking to you. I dare you to open it. I dare you to go to the book of Psalms. I dare you to go to the book of Ephesians and read it slow with your heart. And I promise you, you're going to hear something. It's just because the Lord's faithful. But I, it's going to take some intentionality for you to show up at Shiloh. And at Shiloh, what he, reveal, he reveals himself by the word of the Lord. The way you grow in knowing about the Lord himself is through his word. I believe he speaks prophetically too and gives specific things because the Bible says he does that. But I would encourage you to immerse yourself in your Shiloh, which is your Bible. To get yourself in there, to read it, to get your thought life trained in that, to get your heart trained in that, and to continue to train your ear. You'll be better at the prophetic when you know the scriptures, okay? Now, I know a religious Pharisee spirit can get in you, and you block out the prophetic. I get it, okay? But I'm saying if you're beyond that, you're going, okay, I believe the Holy Spirit's alive, you'll be able to decode, listen, decode the new language that you have to learn as a new creation while still having a soul that's being transformed, you need a decoder for some of the stuff happening to you. And I'm telling you, the Bible is that decoder. It is what will confirm to you what's from the Lord and what will confirm to you what is from the enemy. I said this at the class on Wednesday night. Tammy Davis goes out of the woods and gets a dream and comes back and tells us the dream we're not taking Tammy Davis's dream as gospel. We're listening to Tammy Davis's dream and evaluating it by the word of God. Because Tammy Davis's experience is good to me as long as it's in alignment with the Bible. Does that make sense? So we want the evangelicals to get open to their Bibles. I tell, you know, I joke about this, but I tell the ev a couple evangelical pastors in the city, I'm way more conservative than you. Because I believe in the gifts of the Spirit because my Bible tells me about them. That you're blocking and cutting that out of your Bible, I don't get it. But I also think way more of our charismatic and Pentecostal brothers and sisters need more of the Word of God. We don't have to be scared of the Word. It's not going to quench God. I mean, let's just do all the stuff in here 
Then we can go to the more, okay, let's work on this because it's full of miracles and signs and wonders and things that God wants to do. And so let's show up to Shiloh, all right? Your destiny is to hear the word of God. You're going to have to train your ear and other voices. You're going to have to have boldness to step out when you hear, and you need to find your Shiloh. And I hope you'll do that. That's more than Sam saying, go have a Bible study. All right, I'm going to tell you, go have a quiet time. You can do better than that. You can show up in front of a burning bush, if you will, of this Bible that's alive, and God will speak to your heart. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would seal our hearts with a desire, a passion, discernment, intentional discipline to be Bible people, to know the glory of this ancient manuscript preserved for millenniums for us, shed blood got it to us, people died for it, and here we are. I pray all that's in us that takes for granted the glory of this book, Lord, would you remove it in Jesus' name. We're sorry for our glibness. We're sorry for believing satanic excuses. I can't read good. I'm not a good Bible. I just pray, set us free. And I pray you, would, every disciple would truly immerse themselves in the scripture, in the, in, the, in the way that you lead them. So, Lord, we thank you. Thank you that you have a prophetic community in this room. Thank you that hearing you is not for special people. It is for every saint. And I'm asking for the next couple minutes, would you in a corporate way empower, train us, bless some people on the way, but I pray you train us how to hear, how to respond. Listen. Why is it so important we're a prophetic community? And when I say I'm prophesying right now, I prophesied right then. When I preach Bible, prophesying. When I teach Bible, prophesying. When, I, when Tim came up here, prophesying. He's speaking a dream. It's all under this big banner of speaking inspired words. Why is it so important we do that? Listen, because there's not a planet Earth or anything in the natural realm without the words of God. What gets the thoughts, invisible thoughts of God into the natural realm, it's the word of God. He thinks it, he speaks it, and it manifests. This is the law. It's a law. How do we get the kingdom of God moving and going? By speaking the word of God. Why do you need to be a prophetic people? Because he wants to bring heaven on earth. <laughs> That's why. Why do we need you speaking the word of God? Because this is God's divine way. Jesus is the word. He manifested in flesh, and you now are an incarnational reality of what's in heaven. We speak Bible verses. We speak prophetic words. And when we do it, it begins to create. I'm telling you, there's creative power in you speaking the inspired words of God. And it destroys the devil. The book of Deuteronomy is anointed. Does everybody know that? You know why I know it's anointed? Well, I read it, and my heart burns, but besides that, I read about my king in a desert starving to death, and Satan was trying to kill him and get him to disobey, and he slays him with the book of Deuteronomy. Two verses out of Deuteronomy 6 and one out of Deuteronomy 8, Jesus drives into the heart of a tempting devil and drives him away. You want to drive oppression off your life? Figure out how to say the word of God. You don't have to get emotionally set up and feel good. It's not going to work. He's better at this than you are. But he's not more powerful than the word of God. 
That's why it's called a sword. And so we're going to speak scripture. We're going to prophesy. And it's our mission to activate God's prophetic community. You got to do more than sit and listen to some guy telling you how to live a good Christian life. You got to become a speaker of the Christ, of his words. Everybody in this room. You don't have to be fast talking, spit Sam to do this thing. Bible obsessed for 43 years has been my life, okay? You don't have to be that. You can prophesy now. Qualification comes by being in Christ. Not how many Bible verses you've memorized. I know people that, are, yeah, anyway, you're, you're qualified. I don't care where you are, and you could speak the word of God, and it can have power that drives back the enemy and releases the presence of God. So, Lord, I pray right now. I'm asking, Father, no games, no performance. I know my eyes are open because he's as real to me as you are, if not more. So, Papa, I'm asking, would you model this for us right now in a way that doesn't dilute it? It actually accelerates. It accelerates this process. So, right now, just if you would tune your heart to just settle down, I don't need you to work up. I don't need you to be worried about me if this is going to be awkward. Of course, it's going to be awkward. <laughs> but I need you to just be in the spirit with me right now. Just in the spirit, your heart tuned in. Some of you are going to begin to hear the Lord. Bible verses are going to come, little pictures, burdens for people around you. You don't have to get mystical. We want to be able to do this in Dylan's and Quick Trip. You don't go into Dylan's and Quick Trip and go, hmm. I guess you could, but you've lost most everyone in there. This happens in the midst of humanity. He's speaking. You've got to learn how to operate at multiple levels. That I can be, listen, that I can be in this natural room and see bald-headed Brad, see him, hear him, smell him, and I can still listen in the spirit for something for him. Okay, that's the trick. I'm multi-conscious. I'm not new age. It's just what my Bible models for me. Jesus is walking in the earth realm and operating from heaven. And we've not been trained in this. And if we have, it's some ecstatic experience that's been exalted. We don't want to exalt the ecstatic experience. We want to exalt that you hear the Lord and you move by faith. So here we go. Tuning in. Everybody in the room, especially you service people. I don't just need the prophetic wackos. I need you all. Okay, so what I'm doing, so I'm looking around the room with my natural eye at a bunch of humans. I, by the way, was praying in the spirit under my breath. doesn't mean anything. I'm just telling you what's going on, okay? As I'm kind of getting my spirit buoyed, you don't have to do that to hear the Lord, by the way. I'm just telling you what happened to me. I'm doing that, and I'm looking across the room, and some things are popping in my mind, okay? And so I'm going to respond to those as I'm panning the room, panning the room, and looking across, listening with my heart, bam. There you are, man. Can you stand up? 
What's your name? Austin. Austin. Yeah. Why did you, you kind of, did you know I was going to ask you to? Yeah. So, so that's weird because he got up like he knew that was about to happen. So I noticed, what, what the heck? What's it, what do you mean? How'd you know? Uh, so just a verse came to mind and then um, just reading it and just asking the Lord why it came to mind and felt like he wanted to share something through that. So you've got the verse. I'm going to have you share it. When I went across the thing, what I heard immediately is the word king. King came in me when I looked across you. I went, uh, a king. Okay, now we all are the royal priesthood, so that's my Bible for that, all right? But I think there's a kingly thing. And I found after I asked a little bit about that, it was a king in waiting, that there's an authoritative platform coming and a realm for him to exercise. That's a metaphor. Everybody watch. It's a metaphor just for ministry. I don't know what it is or how big it is. It doesn't even matter, but it means that he's a royal priesthood, and I'm supposed to affirm to him there's a kingly thing in him, a kingly thing, and to step out in it. In fact, why don't you do that right now? So uh, Ephesians 2, 14. For he himself is our peace, who has made us both one and has broken down in the flesh the dividing wall of hostility. And when I was asking the Lord about it, I felt like... um, I felt like we, we often worry um, how all this conflict is going to be resolved. Um, and I feel like he said that we don't need to worry about that. We just need to submit to what he has already done in the flesh. Um, and to let him do the rest. So, Jesus, um, we thank you for what you've already done. We thank you that um, you came in the flesh and that you overcame death. And therefore, we have overcome death with you. So, Jesus, I ask that you just be giving us the grace within our hearts to relinquish um, the hurt, um, the pain, Father, from that we've uh, seen or that we've received from our fellow brothers and sisters, Jesus. And I ask that you just help us. To-